We're at the northwest corner of 185th Street at Fort Washington Avenue, outside the Hebrew Tabernacle of Washington Heights Congregation. This structure was originally one of the few Art Deco churches in the U.S. The Hebrew Tabernacle, established in 1906 by the first wave of German and Eastern European Jews, became a haven for the reformed German-Jewish refugees in the 1930s. The congregation moved from Harlem to Lower Washington Heights, then to this address in 1974. Like many other uptown houses of worship, it's an inclusive community. There's an art gallery and other neighborhood events. Each year, the congregation commemorates Kristallnacht with a special service. The Hebrew Tabernacle owns a copy of the Gedenkbuch, the Book of Remembrance, which memorializes the 150,000 Jews lost within German borders between 1933 and 1945. Although the content is available online, we suggest you make an appointment to page through the two volumes. It's a moving experience. On Wednesdays, the sisterhood would play cards downstairs in the social hall. Visitors could sometimes hear the women's stories of early life in Europe and how they arrived here. When applying for entry to the U.S., the refugees needed a sponsor to prove they wouldn't be a burden. They also needed a clean bill of health. Lillian, a member of this congregation, told the next story. It illustrates the close calls that made the difference between emigrating and not being able to leave at all. When I was nearly 12 years old, I climbed aboard the train. The kinder transport chugged goodbye to all Alsace-Lorraine. But when we reached Brussels, then came the earaches, horrible earaches, no penicillin. So I remained stuck in the hospital for almost an entire year. My parents came to visit, but they couldn't let me stay there. We had one chance, one single chance to reach the USA. My U.S. visa, there'd be no visa if I had earaches. So we're in line saying I'm fine. And when I couldn't stand, each took a hand to hold me. All praying that some bureaucrat would never see me fall. But I was tiny for my age, I had a perfect plan. While my parents held me, I had a tantrum. That's why they held me, Lord, what a tantrum. Stuck out my tongue at all the officers and everybody waiting, noisy and young. In all the years, the embassy had never seen a little girl so impolite, so ill-behaved, and absolutely spoiled beyond repair. When I had just turned 12 years old, I buttoned up my coat. The captain said, all right, these three are last ones on the boat. That's it, he said, no more, that's all.
Once the refugees arrived, relatives and organizations like Self-Help Community Services and the YMYWHA of Washington Heights found them apartments and jobs they could do immediately. The international German-Jewish weekly newspaper Aufbau and its Washington Heights rival, The Jewish Way, provided news and other assistance to the German-Jewish population. German Jews' identities were deeply shaken, first by the upheaval in Germany and again in the U.S. Their professional lives took repeated hits. Doctors and scientists, forbidden to practice in Germany, couldn't work in their highly skilled careers here, either. They initially had to accept menial jobs. Cattle ranchers and farmers had to adjust to city life. Uprooted, they tended to identify each other here by their German hometowns. Religiously observant Jews found common ground through their synagogue affiliations. Sometimes the German Jews and the American Jews viewed things differently, straining relationships. But no matter their level of observance, the German Jews believed in ethics and traditions, being part of the larger community and following the law of the land. And wherever they lived, they loved the arts and culture. Once in America, most learned how to read English quickly, but they still spoke German in a country fighting the Germans. As a result, they were regarded individually and as a group with deep suspicion by non-German speakers. Still, their common language and commitment to one another unified and sustained them. The class system within Germany lessened considerably in Washington Heights, and having survived the Nazis was a great equalizer. There was Café and Kuchen in homes and synagogues, and local business owners knew them by name. Here, they could speak German and be themselves. A collective sense of humor, sometimes quite dark, also helped. The ties to their culture and each other were strong. One group of women here agreed that getting together was their real social security. You have been listening to Episode 4 of Mendelssohn on the Hudson. Please travel north up the east side of Fort Washington Avenue until you reach the 187th Street Stairs. When you reach your destination and are ready to continue, proceed to Episode 5.